Hey, welcome to episode 141 of the Collector's Quest podcast. In this episode, a wannabe librarian discusses the proper way data should be organized inside a video game database. A wannabe stamp collector wishes our hobby would be validated with high-quality research publications rather than one-off social media posts. And a guy who doesn't collect retail video games laughs from the shadows at the trifles of retail game collectors. We are talking about the various problems of lists, which is something we kind of bring up all the time on the show, but we're dedicating an entire show to it here. And kind of more broadly, we're just discussing the problem of organizing video game collection information, and I get a little stressed out about it. So uh, while you guys are at home and you have all this time to look at your video games, maybe consider publishing a book about them. All right, tell your mom about the show. Give us five stars on iTunes and let's go. the police message in a bottle i don't know if people were gonna get this one it, the message is please someone publish a catalog of video games hey welcome back to another episode of collector's quest i'm tyler here with johnny and stefan uh we recorded a whole episode about cereal before we hit the record button but here we are actually on tape now talking about whatever we're talking about Talking about your favorite cereal being Cracklin' Oat Bran. Which everyone will back up for me. <laughs> I have nothing to say on the topic. Cracklin' Oat Bran. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> That's funny uh, for no one else. To uh, to update my uh, update the listeners on kind of what's going on. Uh, I don't know. You guys were talking about cereal head TV. C- cereal time. TV. Serial Time on TV YouTube. on YouTube. A guy who just makes YouTube videos on every serial ever and how he's a fan of all of them. I and mean, he's amazing. Back, back it up a little bit. We okay. because because we and the, Stefan found that people are collectors of cereal boxes, so we went down a, a cereal deep dive. Because I and I know I've mentioned it on the show in probably not a while. I'm an avid lover of cereal. I love it so much. Count Chocula is my favorite. I've posted pictures of it on Instagram. I love cereal so much, and I love monster cereal. Anyway, so Stefan went down this rabbit hole, and we started talking about all this weird cereal stuff, and Tyler does not approve. And that's how we got into Finding Cereal Time, which is an excellent YouTube channel, which reviews cereal, but also shows like old cereal boxes, so new and old. So for people who collect cereal boxes, you get to, to view those. Yeah, and that's uh, Serial, Serial Time TV. There's actually yes. a YouTube channel that's just Serial Time, and it's not the same guy. He's also on uh, Instagram, and he has a very compelling Instagram feed as well. Yep. Right, so I'll follow him on Instagram, at least. Yep. So so check that out if you want some serial content. Fill your bowl with some goodness and uh, stay crunchy and listen, and listen to him. S- spice up that bowl with some all brand. No. See, and this is the thing. that <laughs> no. this, is, this is where... And okay. so much reserve not to just go into 45 minutes of diatribe over how wrong Tyler's. So this Tyler's episode so, is going to so... be about cereal tier lists. So we're going to be talking about the A tier, the S tier of cereal, which might just be cr- uh, Cracklin' Oat Brand. No, no. But maybe Tyler... Frosted Mini Wheats can fit in Ty- there too. Well, Tyler is baiting me so hard. He is just throwing it out there hoping I'll just take a bite. 
Tyler is incorrect, um, as he is in most of opinions. Don't get on me about opinions can't be wrong. That's not true. Whoever told you that f***ing lied to you and probably hugged you and gave you a participation trophy. So shut and up. And probably thought Cracklin' Oat Bran was a good cereal. Yeah. Oh, okay. If Cracklin' Oat Bran is your favorite cereal, please send a message to Johnny Ayuchi on any of the please, many ways you can get in touch with him. Please do. Please tell me <laughs> so I can know to avoid you as well. Well, and oh, and okay. then next podcast, you can tell us how all of the no people sent you messages about this. No, so. I, default Jen J or J E N is going to send a message at the very least. He'll get at least one. Yeah. So, anyways, um, it's not even. I just think crackling oat bran is super fucking boring. It's like the most boring thing you can. Right. Provide. How could it be? Like, I understand. Okay, you could say, "All right, I like this cereal," but to say it's your favorite, like above, I can barely understand liking it. I can understand it was medically prescribed to you to help you poop. <laughs> Okay, uh, that's that's what mini wheats are. Cracklin' no. Oat Bran is like tiny little crunchy cookies. No, so it looks like cat food. <laughs> Mind you, guys, this is his favorite cereal. Anything? What is you... Coca? What does Count Chocula look like? That doesn't look like cat yeah, like, food. No, like that... it looks like yours. Looks like little cat food squares. Like seriously, like the cat food, the dry cat food bits. It's what it looks like. It's gross. Yeah, and... And Tyler likes Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and yet somehow Cracklin' Oat Brand is vastly superior to Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Somehow, vastly. So I said French Toast Crunch, first of all. But all those, like, way-too-sweet cereals, those are a big step down from the good stuff. Oh also, like grape nuts. Also, this f***ing maniac sent us a picture of his pantry. Do you know what he's got in there? <laughs> he's got Bran. What is it? Brand flakes? I got brand Jeez. flakes and off-brand grape nuts. Also, brand flakes are off-brand. It, yes. Capital B, capital R, capital A, capital N. It's not an acronym for anything. They just thought it was that important to shout brand at you. Brand flakes. Because if you're eating this, this is why you're eating it for brand, not for taste. Well, yeah, that's the case with the brand flakes. That's why I spice it up with the grape nuts. Yeah. I mean, you know what? It's still okay, not as bad as brand from Game of Thrones. with more brand. Yeah. Uh, well, it's bran and and buckwheat or something. I don't remember what the Just hell it so, was. No, you don't spice anything up with, like, he's like, spice <laughs> it up with all bran. Literally the most flavorless thing I could think of talking about. It's actual spicing cardboard. up the texture. All bran all. Yeah, is actual I, cardboard. I like to spice up my drinks by watering them down. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, maybe your drink is too intense. Well, people do that with whiskey. No, but it's called watering it, it down, not spicing it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's called cutting it. By the way, you heathen, what is wrong with you? So many things. So many things. So, uh, not to give away a spoiler, but uh, th this was started a little bit because Stefan did uh, buy a Nintendo cereal system box. But for, And for those of you at home, this conversation actually started like an hour and a half ago when we started talking. I've been talking. yelling this about this for an hour. I'm not upset. <laughs> yeah, they you, don't like my cereal choices. You I'm, missed I'm sorry. A, you missed a classic giant. We'll, we can't stop you. We can only try and help you from here. I mean, my favorite drink is also plain seltzer. Uh, I mean, but I understand people, some people's favorite drink is water. That's fine. Like, also just plain seltzer though? Like really just seltzer water? Yeah. Like, like a brand or is you're just like, ah, I Store bought some Canada seltzer. Dry seltzer. They've been out at it at the local store though. It's been rough times. What, have you thought of just getting green like a tea so seltzer? Because like... that was all they had. Ugh, Ugh. Gross. You don't have like your own like seltzer machine at home? 
Or you can make your own? No, it's not as good as the canned ones. Canned ones, it's fresh every time you open it. You don't want to have to use a stupid machine that is never as carbonated as you want. You just keep pressing the button. It's like, oh, it's just can't compare to the, the loveliness of a store brand canned seltzer. It, Johnny, sometime we need to do like a super cut of like all of the old man things that Tyler <laughs> yeah. says. And just do... <laughs> He's so boring. He Tyler, <laughs> he marks time with his pocket watch for sure while he whittles. You know, As the eons he's, pass. He's definitely a guy who sat at the dock of a bay whistling. Like, this is <laughs> the old shit he does. He, How are you so old? I don't understand. You're younger than all of us, and you're just like, Ah, yes, ball and cup is my favoritest game. <laughs> Wish we could get back to the classics. When was the he last won- time you chased a, like a, a wooden circle with a stick? Like, and just push that around. <laughs> Hey, he'll he'll buy any of that as long as the word artisan is tacked onto the yeah. front of it. Whoa. I like I do enjoy a mechanical puzzle, and all of my yo-yos <laughs> are wooden for sure. Check out this dowel. <laughs> Talking about my handcrafted dark wood EDC yo-yo. I didn't even know you had uh, that. No, I I'm joking. Do. I don't have that. But it would have a one-drop bearing if I did. <laughs> He is the worst. Tyler, man. Oh, my God. So, uh, in the news, uh, coronavirus continues, hmm. right? Are we, are we moving on to yeah, maybe we, talking about some video games? Yeah, we've, we've digressed minutes. for 10 minutes about how bad your choices are. And I, I mean, we did say Nintendo serial system at some point, and someone's ears perked up, and then they just went right back down into doing uh, not. No, it's like, to us. God damn it. Who gives a <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, yeah. So let, let's just give a quick. Uh, we'll do this. Uh, I guess kind of as the situation continues a little bit, just like if there's any big updates or if uh, things have kind of stayed the course. Um, so what have you guys seen? Anything? Any big shifts in the market as far as video games go? Not the stock market. Just like, have you seen anything start to slip? Yeah. Well, we t- we talked about this a little bit, um, and this is something that I brought up the last time we talked, um, wondering what the impact on the like high end games market was going to be, like the sealed graded market. And while I don't see like the hot fire sale deals on stuff at at the high end yet, I am seeing things being made available when they were like on lockdown previously, right? So you know there there's there's still all the high end stuff is still selling at competitive prices, but things that normally you wouldn't expect a collector to go and resell are now suddenly up up for sale. Yeah, I haven't seen as much as that, but I might just be looking for different things. Um, weirdly, I uh, I went looking for just complete in box Nintendo games like right before the show just to see if I could just find some deals because I am looking on like some subsets for complete in box NES stuff. And uh, I guess game value now they track months kind of as they happen so i could already look at april's numbers even though we're only two days into april and a ton of games have just this huge spike in april like they sold for like 25 percent more than they sold for last month and it's probably just because one guy was selling like a bunch of nice games that all went above the average but uh that was kind of funny to see in terms of more general stuff um obviously i'm not seeing fire sales six million people lost their jobs last week or six million people filed for unemployment which was double the previous record which was set the week before that so that is pretty crazy yeah it's uh i mean it's starting to affect people and like it's not like a nebulous affecting people it's directly affecting people i know 
you know, I, I have friends who are laid off. I have family who, who've lost jobs. Um, so it, it's not like a, it's not like a thing. And so for all the conspiracy theorists out there, I just have this question for you. What is the end game? Because that's like when everyone talks about like how this isn't a thing and people should stop panicking and like, it's just government created. Listen, there's a lot of crazy people out there. I just don't understand what the end game is to ruin the economy and everyone's lives to create indentured service. What's going on there? You can answer me that privately. There's nothing to do with this conversation. I just wanted to ask a large group of people because I'm really confused by that as a, as a narrative. Uh, anyways, sorry, Tyler. I on. did. Um, <laughs> I did also point, put it, put the question to one of the uh, WADA Facebook groups, just as sort of a, a research poll as to how the, uh, current situation was affecting their buying habits and there was most of it was either i have stopped buying or i'm pausing to put money into the stock market honestly was like another big one where like these guys who do have sort of the deeper pockets are still are still outputting money but they're putting it into uh the stock market as a sort of a target of opportunity yeah and that's kind of what i said last week right like if i was doing it this is what i would be doing because i just think the opportunity to make money is greater there than in video games especially if, if you are a, a person who is just an investor right and i know not everyone said that but for what it's worth when you are asking that kind of very small group of people they have a vested in they, like everyone in that group has crazy stuff so everyone there has a vested interest in making it seem like video games are invulnerable or like in five years, you guys will all be sorry because I'll be a millionaire. So it's not really the best group to ask. It's kind of like asking like a cryptocurrency group, like what do you think will happen to Bitcoin in five years? And everyone will be like, Oh, we'll all be millionaires. So, uh, sure. Yeah. But again, the, the thing I saw again, we've touched on it last episode, but I've definitely seen more real instances of it is, uh, big ticket items and people publicly saying, I am not buying this because we are in uncertain times. So. Yep. Yep. And I've certainly given like there have been a number of people who have approached me with things recently that th that was my answer to them. Right. Like, you know, they're actively trying to sell some things to me. And I'm like, look, normally I would be interested. But under the circumstances, I'm just not spending that kind of money right now. So and, and that's fair. And I, I've seen some of that as well. But let me ask you just like down a different track. Do you think we're going to see a stimulus spike at all on some of uh, like, and I don't think at the big ticket items because those people aren't going to be really affected, but like mid to like lower, like your Contras of the world and stuff like your Castlevania twos, which are kind of expensive, but not really, you know, you, do we, do we think we're going to start to see spikes on that or card only stuff? Like with the actual stimulus check? Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you think people are going to get that money and think it's fuck you money, especially like some of the younger people who, you know, you might be in the age range of, uh, you know, 17 to 24 or 17 to 30, like in that range where this doesn't really impact your life as greatly. So this is more like you money to them or they're not as settled in their career so they can afford to be a little more flexible. And that's not, I'm not blaming any of them. That's just a product of, you know, situation and, and age. Like when I was 22, I was making decisions not based on uh, the most long-term outputs, you know? I think the psychological damper of, oh, my God, everyone is losing their job will cause people to pause before buying up copies of Contra and stuff. You think so? You, you, so you, maybe I'm just friends with a lot of responsible people, so I don't know. Well, I mean, there was all those people still on the beaches and you have governors out there who were just saying, I didn't know this was uh, spread by asymptomatic people. I mean, these are people in charge of oh government. 
Well, then they're probably just going to buy more meth, right? Uh, yeah, God. I think you'll probably <laughs> see quite a bit of it funneled into modern gaming. Like, I do see a disproportionate amount yeah. of people on my feed talking about tr- buying a Switch with that stimulus check. Oh, yeah. The Switches are crazy and sold out right now. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. A hundred percent. hundred. Yeah, I was gonna buy Ada a switch for Animal Crossing, and it's like, oh, I can't get one because they're just gone. Yeah, regular ones and are like five something right now, four something. One of Ada's bridesmaids is one of those people who bought uh, Ring Fit Adventure for two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. It's like, oh she my god, I it. found one, and she's just like, she lives in New York City, and she has a small apartment. And she's like, well, I can't go to the gym. I need something to exercise. So the price didn't matter. Yeah. So that that's the demographic paying yeah. for this. Well, and like I, I think I mentioned it last time, the select tech weights right now, they're sold out. Bowflex doesn't have any. And on the secondary market, normally they're like three something, I think, for the set. And right now they're selling at like $900 aftermarket. Yeah, it, it's crazy. You know, because I had those on my Christmas list of a thing I wanted. And uh, I I went after you talked about I checked it out because I had like four on my watch list on eBay that had sold. Yeah. Uh, that were local. I was going to go. I was thinking about picking up. Before all of this happened, not after. I'm not like trying to work out now that I'm locked in my house. Um, that's not really a thing. But yeah, the prices have gone crazy on all this. So I wanted to bring up this thing too, because I thought this was funny. You guys, we are, uh, yeah, we sports has spiked, right? Like we know that everyone, we sports is a spiking game and it's kind of been spiking before this. Ring Fit spiked. Why hasn't We Fit gone through the roof yet? It's still nothing. There's too many sucks. copies of We Fit, dude. We Sports is an, I don't care. A packing, too many copies a packing with the most sold system of all time. We Fit is garbage. It probably has a lot to do with that f- awful board, like the peripheral. The board is cool. No, the We Fit board was like a neat item. Like I think I thought the We Fit like that thing was a very popular item and it did very well. It even had a version on the Wii U. Wii U yeah, fit. the software just sucks. It's just not fun. Yeah. It's, it's yoga. It's uh it's too slow. I mean, and that's for people who haven't played Rings Fit Adventure, the big difference between the two of them is that you know, We Fit was just straight up like, hey, here's a digital way for you to exercise. And that's how it was sort of presented. Whereas Ring Fit Adventure is a full fledged RPG where exercise is the interface. Um, so I think I mean it's it's a hell of a lot more fun. Um, but yeah, like, like Tyler said, I mean, playing Wii Fit is like eating a bowl of Cracklin' Oat Bran. So, uh, you know. Wii Fit, the Cracklin' Oat Bran. It's dry, of, uh, it's dry and flavorless. Why are you guys trashing Cracklin' Oat Bran? <laughs> because have you eaten any of it? Oh, yes, you have. <laughs> I just don't understand your flavor palette. I would like some salsa and Cracklin' Oat Bran. What a meal. I'm really flying high today. All the flavors coming at once. I bet in a pinch, Tyler would uh, pour pour seltzer on a crackling O'Brien. No. That sounds like Stop a it. dream day to him. I would just eat it dry. It's amazing dry. Probably the best cereal dry as well as wet. No, Tyler. Tyler, come back, Tyler. Come back. Anyways, uh, we're digressing again. Let's stop that. We're, n- we're no on the stimulus spike. I, I think we'll see some of it, um, as you guys said, like in the modern stuff. I'm curious if uh, once people start to get that check, though, if they treat it as f- you money or they treat it as rainy day money. That, well, that's... we're Americans and we're not responsible and none of us have saved for retirement. So we're going to treat it as f- you money. Yep. I, I think a lot of it just... is going to be like, well, I'm supposed to put this back into the economy, right? And that's how that's going to happen. <laughs> well, I mean, that is the point of it, right? It's a st- <laughs> Let's not talk about how how much that hasn't worked. 
and how everyone could have just been had their student loan forgiven uh, for the money that we dumped into the economy, which would probably be a more useful long-term plan. But never mind. It's stressful times. Don't think about alleviating people's stresses. Here's $1,200. Don't think about it. Let's bail out some corporations. I know there's a bunch of like high-end guys who are just going to be like, you goddamn socialist communist, and they're going to get it wrong and call me a fascist too. And that's fine. Uh, as you guys know, I don't really choose a political side. I don't like political parties. I think they're a terrible idea and they don't inspire people to think freely. It inspires them to to march like cattle to a predetermined decision that they have not invested themselves in. Also, maybe think about eradicating two-term presidencies and making one six-year term so presidents don't waste uh, tax. How much of this am I going to have to cut? Nope, you can leave all of that. <laughs> so... Um, let's talk about what our topic is now, now that we've kind of read it, ranted, we've done a little market check and, um, we can get into the topic. I know we've lost a bunch of viewers. I'm getting hate mail. People have unfollowed me and unfriended me on Facebook now. People have so, Googled what Cracklin' Oprah is because they've never yeah. heard of it in their lives. I mean, who do you think's losing more friends? Uh, me for my political statements or Tyler for liking Cracklin' Oprah? <laughs> <laughs> Tough call, tough call. Um, no, we're talking about list today. Wait, and, Johnny, no, I have one more God, breaking news uh, coronavirus update. Um, okay. Yamatoko Classic just sent out an email that Japan is stopping postal items to most countries via SAL and airmail starting today, and they're not guaranteeing postal items via EMS to any country except the United States. Wow. So maybe something weird's going to happen with the Japanese game market, but uh, I don't know. I don't know how big the Japanese market is, I guess, worldwide uh, I, compared to just Japan and the U S I don't know. I, you know, I don't know if, uh, if they like, you know, how a lot of people in the U S fetishize Japanese culture. Um, I don't know if that's a global thing or not because I'm fairly insular and I just live here. I was uh, talking earlier to our good friend Red the Game Shark. All right, and he was uh, he was talking about uh, how he is trying to get some items uh, out of Japan into our hands, and uh, in doing so, apparently there is a risk that the it's like a crapshoot right now whether or not they'll just decide to destroy your item. That's oh, like wow. that's a thing. Sweet. Apparently. Good. Um, so, so yeah, he's, he's struggling too, but this was also before Tyler's breaking news. I had this conversation with him like two days ago. So, uh, even then, this isn't a uh, news source. This is a, an eBay seller email. So I don't know how much of it is true, but, uh, that's interesting. Maybe it'll be some deals in Japanese games. Yeah. So I know he's, he's, uh, he's struggling with that as well. So, uh, so yeah, I just wanted to plug Red the Game Shark. That's All right. right. <laughs> Red the Game Shark. You sure you don't have any more digressions before we proceed to our main topic? We'll tell people about it 20 minutes into the episode, 25 minutes in. <laughs> All right. Sweet. New record for Collector's Quest. One more uh, thing, John. Okay. Sweet. Um, no, we're talking about lists. Everyone's list. Your list, my list. Uh, Nintendo Age's list, right, guys? Nintendo Age's Aww. list? Aww. Pour one out for Nintendo Age, guys. Uh, valuable resource lost to the stupidity of Go Collect. Go. We were really positive. Yourself. We were the only people positive we tried. about it. Like, Go Collect's going to make everything better for us, guys. Don't worry. They're trying to build tools to help collectors. And it's God. just like. But that's the main thing they've done is take Nintendo Age off. That's the thing, just, right? Like, if they did that, 
it would have been I would have been fine. Like if it were to if you were to sacrifice Nintendo Age for something greater, then great. I would have been all for that. But they haven't done that. They just butchered Nintendo Age and then did pretty much nothing so far. Yep, it it is uh it's not a good look. And we won't even have like Portland Retro Gaming Expo to like check in and find out or get the the inside data, you know. That's like people ask me where I hear stuff. I walk around at Portland. I meet guys, a lot of guys that I normally wouldn't get to talk to on a regular basis. And they come and they tell me things. They whisper me things. That's where I hear some stuff, right? Johnny, now are you I saying, don't even, I don't even get that. Are you saying that the coronavirus could be a uh, go collect conspiracy? Yep. <laughs> yes, they. Uh, there, I. Oh, we found the smoking gun finally for all the conspiracy theories. That's right. They they wanted to cancel Portland so no one could answer ask ask right. them questions. Yes. Um, anyways, uh, so yeah, I'm I'm disappointed that Go Collect has been sucky, especially when they like, uh, just the. It's not that they didn't preserve some of the information; they just made it the most tedious thing to collect ever, and things like the list of games for all these systems are now gone that people relied on. And it had like filters so you could create multiple lists, you know, it, and that's kind of a resource that is not as accessible as it used to be. And that's, and if they loss. are, if they are doing any work towards rectifying this or building the better mousetrap, they sure aren't saying anything about it. That That's true. And, but, and I don't know if that's because they aren't or, if because the main place we would hear about that would be like video game sage and maybe they just aren't welcome there or wouldn't want to go in there. Well, like, it's, they do technically have the Nintendo age forum that no one is on. Yes. I just think they don't care about it. <laughs> they so. could also advertise on, um, cause they've got, um, game value now as well too. So they could. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, I have seen some things changing on game value now. So some of the like lists are getting more minute there, but Still, it's not exactly like you can pull those lists down as easily as you should be able to. So, anyways, we're talking about all kinds of lists and the problems with them. And, you know, your internal lists and just caveats that people don't think about. And Tyler and I love to to get into this. So we're just going to talk a little bit about some of the problems with my list, your list, and creating lists in general. So, you know... We, we don't have like a firm structure for this. We didn't write a bunch of stuff down. We're just uh, going anecdotally. Um, and we're going to show you I hate lists. Stories. If you're using an app to track your games, your app is wrong and I hate it. Oh, I downloaded so a bunch of apps and I'm just going to be browsing through them on the show and I'm going to say everything about them that makes me mad. Okay. Also, tell us your app. Oh, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to so. say also your app is probably using a backend that's not reliable. So like if it's scraping data from one of these other sites, which almost 100% of them are, uh, and something were to happen to one of those sites, there goes your list. Sorry, well, dude. And and that's, I'll, I'll make it the first thing we're going to talk about. Um, all these lists are tied together behind the scenes to from some other source that's being scraped, which is a big problem because that means if one list is wrong, a bunch of lists are wrong in multiple places like websites and apps. That's like the biggest problem with lists. There's no quality control on a lot of them. And like the minute one is picked, if it's not a good list, that means it's bad for a lot of people. That's my number one. All right, Tyler, pick an app. Tell us, tell us an app and something that's wrong with it. Uh, I'm browsing a retro game collector right now. I'm going through their NES list. Um, 
So the one thing that makes me mad. So one thing that makes me mad in these apps is when you can't edit lists. But even when you can edit lists and like manually remove the garbage and add the things you want, that's like too much work. Like if I have to do that already, your app is garbage. So the first thing I'm noticing is that in their list of NES games, it includes accessories and it lists them as such. So it'll have Game Action Replay and Game Genie and Aladdin Deck Enhancer in here. And so when you're doing like all your statistics and crap in the app and making those nice pie charts and everything, it'll count like, oh, you don't have a Game Action Replay. Well, that's something missing from your NES set. And that's making me mad. I also saw Elite, which is a PAL game, so... It's also just mixing US and PAL games. And yeah. I hate that too. The game value analysts uh, have, have always been like that, where like they will also include like foreign games that are popular, like on the in the Turbo CD set. Um, uh, the Castlevania game is like randomly in there, the Japanese version. Um, but uh, also they started adding, when they added consoles and controller and peripherals to their database, that just goes in as part of the list. So unless you have every console variant with every uh with every controller you can't get that 100 percent on your list which really bothers me which is why you shouldn't use those and you should use an independent source and create your own list but um no it's it is a it is a big problem when they throw stuff like that in the other thing that these lists get like super wrong and it's not that they're even wrong it's just that they're this is like a collective experience with lists. You don't list your caveats, okay? So if you're not telling me what you're excluding or including or what kind of list it is, if you just say, this is the Nintendo list for NES, and then suddenly you have a system in there, well, is it, like, what are we talking about? Or if you have uh, competition carts in there or Nintendo World Championship in there or whatever, now it's not a retail list. It's a list of every game. So is it a list of every game? Okay, does it include, should it include PAL games if you're calling it every game? Should it include, you know, Japanese games? Oh, no, Japanese one ha- console has a different name. Okay, well then, like what are we, it doesn't call that kind of stuff out. So you have these lists that are, this site has a retail list. This site threw the competition cards in there just because everyone knows about them, but it's just willy nilly without rules, right? They don't like they don't have breakdowns like Nintendo Age used to have a thing where you could like throw some filters on there to like only show me all retail games. Game Valley now is starting to do this a little bit on their stuff, but still not great and get some stuff wrong. So you're just like only show me retail games, and then of course you have the basic people who fight over what a retail set even is. So how could you possibly make a list correctly? Like, I, I do like that, though, that because um, like price charting just has like, here's the list and here's the statistics on every list. And then Game Value Now has a little star they put next to games that they say are not included in the in yep. the list. And yeah, Game Value Now did kind of like decide that. So there's probably things that I wouldn't agree with. But for the most part, like they know, like, OK, Nintendo World Championships doesn't count in the NES set. And uh, no, and that's good. That's I, a step in the right direction. No, right, but... Absolutely. But you need to tell me like when you you need to tell me what's in the list and like that asterisk has to mean something, right? Like, Oh, it's not on the list. These are the types of things we're excluding or excluding. And that's what I'm saying, but there's not like clear rules. And that's the problem because this is all one large body of ungoverned data. And when you have a body of ungoverned data, that means it's the wild west. People just do whatever they want, throw whatever they want on the list. And you're just hoping people are right. And that's the bottom line. I feel like there is design behind game value. Now I feel like, so this was made by like a couple people on Nintendo Age, right? 
Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like these quote unquote lists that they have of licensed games on NES or whatever, there was a collector who looked at this. It wasn't just like someone trying to aggregate a bunch of data oh, and yeah, then like yeah. quickly parse it. Uh, very interestingly, Caltron six and one counts. Myriad does not, which uh, I, I feel like is an unpopular opinion because since the the Mike Etler list, uh, those have been listed as separate games and unlicensed, and everyone has just kind of rolled with it. Yeah, really, they, what they need to do is make that uh, feature user set right. The fact that they that they're the ones that decide which are included and which aren't it's not it's not useful because, as Johnny pointed out, it's not consistent at all. Well, we we need Nintendo age back. So, <laughs> right. well, look, and I I agree. Game value now is moving in the right direction. I hope to see more of that. But we, I I do think we need rules. Like it's just you need some people to come down. And, and we're sitting here talking about NES, the most researched, best thought out, most best data on any system that people collect. It's that right. There's no better data than what we know about the NES. So now you get into something like PlayStation. What a fucking wasteland and void of information that is. And then you think that's bad. Wait until you get to to look at PlayStation 2 or PlayStation 3. They're, they're, like, how can we possibly make... Like, there's no generally agreed upon, this is what we're doing. Like, we only call retail sets this. If it's got a variant, like, click the game for a variant breakout. Or uh, I list the game three times and list what the variant is so you can see it. Or... Like, even beyond that, what if it's not really a variant? What if it's, uh, or it's such a minor variant, but it's got a skew variant? That stuff isn't called out. No one knows what's going on. So, again, another reason your lists are bad and wrong. And if you don't care about variants, that matters, too. Because if you look for a Game Boy list, I bet you're going to find the Nintendo Age Game Boy list of 505 games. And that is one case where Nintendo Age had no consistency. And the one I'll always bring up is Accolade Centipede, because it's such a big dick game to have on the Game Boy. Um, That is one of dozens of publisher variants on the original Game Boy. There are so many games where it just changed publishers, but that's just a very well-known one with a totally different box art and all that. Uh, So people put that as part of the list, but there are so many other publisher variants that don't count. So if you're someone who doesn't care about publisher variants, you might not care about Accolade Centipede, so you don't want it on your list. Yeah, check out those Hudson Soft games. And how many of them got different publishers? Oh, my God. Stop it. You're yeah. freaking me out with Game Boy because I kind of want to just go get all those. Just card only. I don't want like the boxes. Oh, yeah. Game you want to. Ooh, hey, guess what? This game's now on Electrobrain. Cool. Cool. <laughs> this is, a, yes, a classic, uh, a classic uh, uh, Electrobrain game. Oh, let me, I'll tell you another example just on the Game Boy to keep it there. Bubble Bobble, right? Everyone knows Bubble Bobble. Who makes Bubble Bobble? Taito? Natsume. Well, it is Taito, yes. It's Taito, but it's Natsume. But on Game Boy, it's also Taito. It's both for both. Cool, hmm. right? This is, is that... why we should all just collect original arcade machines. There's no weirdness. There's Shut no up. home ports. <laughs> I'm sure there is. I'm sure there are variants, especially like when cabinets were just like repurposed and repainted and slapped a new decal on it. Like it's a new system. Is it? Oh, you've got the 7052 chips on that PCB. That's not the first print. Oh, yeah. Time. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like something that you might enjoy, but makes like like you enjoy crackling oat brand. Just not <laughs> something for me, though. Uh, Johnny, I've got a, I've got an update on um, Retro Game Collector. This one, this one makes me maybe the most mad of everything I've seen on this list so far. Okay. It is Little Red Hood, 
which is a very popular Australian HES game. game. Yeah, it's Australian. Uh, yes, but it's the only HES game on the list, and it's only on here because it had an Angry Video Game Nerd episode, so everybody knows about it. But they didn't even put the rest of the HES games on here. Uh, well, <sighs> and that goes back to something you said. There are, like, the Game Value Now list, clearly a collector looked at that and made that list. But when you have people who are just like, I kind of like games and I see an app opportunity to make an app and I can just aggregate Wikipedia and uh, I can just make this. That's just like a publicly sourced bad job that people are going out. And, again, it comes back to you get one guy makes a bad list and then circulates to a bunch of people and then everyone's just got bad and wrong information. Lists are so bad right now. They're so bad and they're so near and dear to my heart. But everybody's list is just like pretty much garbage, myself included. And I haven't even got to like people who have good lists and why those are bad. So yeah, what, what else you got for lists, Tyler, that you want to throw out? You want to look at another app? Yeah. All right. So I, I've, I've opened up GameEye now and I'm looking at Xbox and I, I immediately see. Uh, so I'm going just in alphabetical order. ATV3 Lawless. I don't know what that is. It's a stock photo of a game that doesn't exist as far as I know. Maybe it's some pal thing, but I know that game doesn't exist. Uh, right under that, Ava launch is a replacement dashboard for if you mod your Xbox. That's not even a thing you can buy. That's that's software. Uh, there's that's... A, a random Conquer Live and Reloaded demo. I know we're down to C. We've passed so many demos that should exist but are not listed here, so that's weird that that's here. And then... Crimson Skies Platinum Hits is the first Platinum Hits game I've come across. I know C is not the letter with the first Platinum Hits game. Uh, probably no, there's a double. Well, be. there's a double oh seven one. Let's not yeah, forget all the uh, okay. all the the Xbox Live headset pack ins. I think Crimson Skies got one. It did, but th we're talking about <laughs> yeah. Platinum Hits. Okay, but first. just those are four different categories of things that just absolutely don't belong on a list at all. Or if they are going to be on a list, include all of them. All right. right. I think uh, I've gone through the entire Dunning-Kruger curve with my lists, I think, especially Xbox, because Xbox was the first console where I really got annoyed because like you couldn't find like a list of Xbox games. The best was probably RF Generation. But even there, I went on there and I'm like, guys, there's like three games on this list that just absolutely don't exist. What is happening? Um, well, and Xbox was the also the first console that I collected for where you would actually have like like internet Im in images like actual like from the publisher like images of games that 100% don't exist or yeah. maybe they do and we don't know you know like that was, oh, it was action double pack yeah. uh, halo brute force is someone it, find it for me i don't know does it exist i don't think so or there's that uh, isn't there there's a platinum hits um harry potter right that doesn't Exist. Oh yes, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, or is it the Quidditch one? It's I think the it's Quidditch the Quidditch one. one. Yeah. Prisoner of yes. Azkaban is not easy to find, but it exists. Yes. Okay. Trust me, I, I had this fight for a while. People told me it didn't exist, and then I, I found one. Whew. Yeah. But I looked and, for and that so, Quidditch one for a long ass time. So annoying. Because yeah. there's a fucking barcode. Like it has. They published a UPC for it. <laughs> that seems reasonable. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, I, I went, I made this Xbox list and I'm like, I did it. I've, I've, I've been working on this for two years. This is every Xbox game. Probably got most of the variants in here. I'm, I'm hot. And then like another year passed and I just went into despair. It's like, oh my God, I know nothing. And no one will ever be able to document this because all this info is going to disappear and we're all going to die before. Because game value now will buy it and put it in a hole. 
and kill it. But like the, uh, even sites like that, they're not documenting this stuff. No. Like Super Nintendo is like desperately trying to save the history of Xbox, but people aren't even doing this for like I don't know. There are other consoles where I don't know, like the super, super collectors, but whoever's out there, they're like secretive or they don't have a platform to put out all their info or they still think like, oh, I don't know 100% of the info yet, so I can't publish a book yet. And it's just like, oh, I want to know what's in the secret spreadsheets, Johnny. Me too. <laughs> that's what, that's Look, what I'm saying. Uh, so like, well, let's get into that real quick. Uh, all the books that are published that aren't correct, then suddenly like, it's not that they're even like totally wrong. It's just they're not all the way right, which is a problem. Not being wrong completely isn't a good answer. Um, I, I'm a fan of not letting good be the enemy of uh, of great, you know, or be letting great be the enemy of good. Like put out yeah. a, a good list like everyone needs a starting point. I'm I'm there for saying publishing something and saying like this is a work in progress but most people don't do that they publish something and they say this is it like i i did the sega stupid cardboard list and i'm sure listeners are tired of me patting myself on the <laughs> fucking back for that one um but I, like the first caveat i put on there is like this isn't done i'm still finding stuff i don't know if it'll ever be done i don't know how many variants exist i'm trying to call out like even stupid tray variants um so bear with me. I don't know if it'll ever be right. I think I found everything, but I don't know. So take it as a, a, a living list. And I, I think really as a collective, people need to do it. And there needs to be like good threads on this. Like this is the list of games. There needs to be a unit of people, not just one person going out and saying, let's keep going and, and like really breaking it down. And I, I think it would be a nice exercise for us to say things that should be on a list, like a list in Excel that gets published somewhere. These are the column headers you need to have in here so people can properly filter and sort a list because that's the biggest problem. People just, they they meld whatever they think is the thing that should be and that's the type of list they create rather than saying, yeah. here's all the data that exists. I'm making a list and I'm I'm taking my own personal feelings out of it. I'm just making a list. They don't do that. They say, this is the stuff I'm going to go do. Mm, you might have noticed that my Xbox thread on video game sage just lists everything I know about, and I say make your own list with it. Yeah, you say I make know your what you're list. talking about, Johnny. Yeah, I mean, and Tyler's list was so bad for Xbox that he forgot to list Ninja Guides. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how to fit that in here, but thanks for bringing that up, Johnny. Um, I guarantee Ninja Gaiden Black would not be in that list if you didn't bring it up. I would have just been like, "There's." What, however many Xbox games, and I'm the smartest. <laughs> it's like you're missing a Black Label release there, Tyler. Yeah. Do you Ty think that's a variant because you're an idiot? <laughs> Tyler showed me the list for like five minutes, and I'm not the seasoned Xbox collector he was. And I'm just like, why are you missing the Ninja Gaiden Black? Was that dumb? You know, just one of my favorite games of all time. <laughs> yeah. Whew. Good eyes on this kid. Anyways. um, Yeah. I mean, and there was people on the, I mean, on the, genesis list that like came back at me when i and like if you don't know what a frustrating process making a list is did the sega cd list or someone did the sega cd list and i get uh angry about it anyways uh there's a sega cd list and, and we like literally just smacked anything we could into that thing when we were making it and i remember having to fight so many people when i was like publishing that list just them telling me no this exists this like Again, because of what people think exists and what what doesn't. And so you create you create almost false memories. You basically incept people 
to thinking a game is on a system when it's not. So, and like with new games, it's a lot easier because suddenly you see a picture of a game that never comes out and you're like, I know I've seen a box art for it, so it must exist. But even back on something like Sega CD, when you have like good deal games publishing out a list of games, they're like, oh yeah, this is a, this is a licensed game. No, I've seen it in a box. It's a thing. Or I heard Smurfs exist. No, 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 no. Those are, those are good deal games. Those are third party published, you know, after the life of the system never made like, but no one throws those caveats out. Like so many fights that you have to get people to wrap their head around, like how something should be listed. If they, especially if they just read your list and they don't read any of the caveats, that's, that's with anything. And that's why news and stuff in the world can be so shitty and, and fake all the time. Cause people don't read like the first paragraph and that, or they don't check the source and then they just run off with information and, and spread it around like the coronavirus. <laughs> Timely. Is that, is that okay? Yeah, that, that, was, that yeah, was solid. Timely. That was good. good. All yeah. right. Um, I want to talk about a problem with good lists. Ooh. Are you, you guys ready for that? Okay. Like, okay. So credit to Danger Boy, Jason. I think I'm going to get his name right. Devorak. Devorak. D-O-V-R-A-K, I think. Anyways. There's no he, K list. He, has, he runs GameRave. Game-Rave.com, I think, or Orc. I can't remember. Um, I'm sure you guys know what it is. Put it in there. He's got some good lists. He like did a really exceptional job on like listing variants, but he didn't go through it like, and he was even doing box art for a while, but he didn't finish. Right. He, he made most of the list and it's like a really good baseline for finding out every game that was on the PlayStation one in a black box and uh, or a black label game and saying like, okay, I've got the list. So the problem with that list is one, he, and this is for anyone making lists, they do this and this is, just a thing. And I actually talked to him about this because uh, I, I asked him. He just made his list and like he would put colons in on a game title just because you would naturally put a colon if you were writing this out like Crash Bandicoot 2 colon warped or, or whatever it is or whatever Cortex. I forget the name of what the what it is after that. But there wasn't really one there. And that's like on a lot of games. You people naturally put that in. So that would become like the graphic designer's job, but the person who designs the front cover and that, so that's one issue, like miscellaneous colons and like commas and dashes that don't actually exist in games or they're missing when they should have one and it's listed on the front. But graphic designers who make the front may not make the side art or the spine art or the back where it might say the title. So you, you can have a game which lists the title differently on the front, the spine and the back. So what's the correct name? There's usually a correct name. Is there? I mean, I'm not saying there is in every case, especially on weird older stuff. But this this obviously is a big problem, especially when um, something has like a kind of colloquial name that people know it by. And that's what it just gets listed as in every list ever. Yes. You can, uh, you can go through a, a Nintendo Age list that you had saved from back in the day. And there are NES games that don't have the correct name. They have kind of the colloquial name of yep. the game. So, I mean, that's an issue. But then like... When you have something clearly, or like, like, like here's a, a big one, right? That we struggle with. Um, when, if you were talking about, uh, let's say, Ants, the video game on any system, would you call it Pixar's Ants? Or I'm sorry, Bug Life. I, I meant to say Bug Life. I've somehow came out with Ants. If you were thinking of uh, Pixar's A Bug Life, would you say Pixar's A Bug Life or just A Bug's Life? Just A Bug's Life. 
but I think it varies because sometimes like it'll clearly be Disney's something in the game and sometimes it won't be. And then Disney's not even so. So like Disney's a really good example. I'm sorry, Stefan, you were going to go. No, I was going to use Disney's Aladdin like like colloquially. No one would ever call Disney's Aladdin Disney's Aladdin. They could just call it Aladdin like. But on the case, it says Disney's Aladdin. Sure does. I bet if you open the manual, it just calls it Aladdin every time and doesn't say Disney's Aladdin. Uh, well, that, I would probably not. I would probably just take the Disney off personally in my list. But see, if you're reading on the spine, though, like Disney's Aladdin is what's listed. But then even Disney, like Disney, as big as they are, but they don't even do it because you have Disney slash they have Disney slash Pixar's A Bug's Life on the PS1 game, which is a nightmare title. That is gross. <laughs> okay. And then what would you think? Okay. And then you have Disney's Aladdin, uh, Revenge of uh, Jafar or whatever it is, or Revenge of Somebody um, is a game. Return of Jafar. That's right. No, it's not Return of Jafar. It's movie, somebody else. This oh. is like Return oh. of Revenge of Nahir or something. I forget. Um, doesn't matter. It's the, that one's Disney's. So what would you call, um, what would you call Tarzan? I don't know. Show me the box. What are you talking about? Well, like, would you call it Disney's Tarzan? Tarzan. But is it just Tarzan? Or would you call it Walt Disney Studios Tarzan? <laughs> is that really what they call it? Yes. And there's yeah, a few awful. games and they bounce. And, because, well, and Walt Disney Studios oh, is no. different than Disney Studios. Yeah, like a little bit. Like there was some shifting when they shift their names. So they're... <sighs> On Wikipedia, it's just called Disney's Tarzan. I bet that's what it says on the spine. Yeah. But on the front, it said Walt Disney. No, on the spine, Studios it says Walt. Yeah, it's, yeah. Well, there's also the whole presents thing when that happens. Just and like subtitles of games get list off, or like sports games are a big problem because you have Fox Sports something. And like, but, like I, you'd never take ESPN out of an ESPN game, or you'd never take do. like the guy out. They do. Who, who would take that out? What it, are you talking it, about? Ha- it happens on the spines of games and even on the front of games. NBA in the zone on the spine of it. And on the front, it doesn't say NBA in the zone in the 2000 version just or in the 99 version it just says in the zone. Oh yeah. <laughs> but there's already a game called in the zone and it's the first one. <laughs> so you have two games that are not the same on the spine. that say in the zone is madness. And there's an in the zone too. So which way? It, it, so this is, I'm only illustrating this stuff to sell how games can get wrong. So Jason, who did a very nice job on his list, he put like some commas and stuff, but he was mainly going from the front, but sometimes people, like this is the thing, sometimes people know the game from what they see on the front, sometimes people like the colloquial or most recognized game is the spy name, and there's no hard and fast rule for that. Like there's no uniformity. So you get these weird instances, like you might have ESPN's Jeremy McGrath, you know, whatever... Or MTV's Jeremy McGrath. Like, sometimes it's left off, though. Like, soccer games. Like, ISS 2000, I think it's just, like, International Superstar Soccer. But some of them are called ISS. Like, and nowhere does it say International so, Superstar. But people in will, that like, case, So, there are cases it. where sequels don't follow the same naming convention. True. And in that case, I th- there's a lot of lists that just like to line them up all with like the same naming convention but no way if it's just called iss 2000 i'm putting iss 2000 in the list i'm not putting international superstar soccer 2000. no no and i think that's correct i think you should put what like i just say for myself i just do whatever's on the spine because i look at the spines of all my games i'm just like this is how i'm gonna find it so you got but, just a bunch of games called jalico yes or jellico no because those ones are by the tops 
my Nest games right. show the tops and they show the names. And someone already asked me that too. That's like people have like really been going at the Jalico one. They're like, "What do you do about Jalico?" Like they think they've got me. <laughs> Jerk. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Got. Got him. <laughs> got him. No. Uh, I use the tops. I've shown everyone my Nest collection. They know how it looks. Um, what I actually do is I have a column that has both names because I'm a responsible human being. So I, I went through the PlayStation list and why it took me so long to do it when I was putting the set together. Because I would go, I would check to see if the colons were right or anything. If the colons were just wrong, I would just remove it and I wouldn't put the other name on it. But if it had like a different name on the spine versus the front, I would put the the different name or the colloquial name in a, like a, a title that just says alternate name. So, yeah. If you, one last like crazy stupid one it kills me when I found this one out, especially because I was waiting on it to come in the mail. Tekken two. So here's like a fun thing: greatest hits titles can sometimes have different titles than the games, and this is like something I want to bring up. Oh. Uh, like, uh, does it count? Here's a does it count for you. You know, I like to throw these in. So does it count? Um, well, I'll, I'll save it for a second. So I'll, the Tekken thing is, it's Namco. Tekken 2. That's what says on the spine. But the greatest hits version just says Tekken 2. Yeah, what kind of madness is that? The longer just we talk throw about it, everyone I just it. get on the same page as me. We're going to throw out all the budget label games because they're all just trash. But some <laughs> budget label games have different content. So this is my does it, like, does it count? So like Jet Moto has different content, right? Oh, Pac Man. Jet Moto 2, I think. Yeah. Well, has. Uh, Better frame rate and greatest hits. Yeah, and I think the first one's included, isn't it? Like the tracks from the first ones are included. Uh, yeah, there's there's a bunch of differences. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So is that a different game, Johnny? I don't know. What does Danger Boy say? He he doesn't. <laughs> well, no. So Danger Boy, um, I know how he does it. He bases it on the SLUS number, yes. which is like a PlayStation part number. Yep. So there's weird stuff on that list. But that's kind of like Sony's official list, which is awesome, yes. by the way, because I, if Nintendo had part numbers, how much easier our goddamn so, hobby would be. Oh, my God. Like and someone told me to do it by by those numbers and they aren't wrong as just be tedious to find on a on a bookshelf. Uh, but yes, I, I do love the part number thing. And that's that's why people don't understand why a unique identifier is super important when you're using a fucking alpha field to sort your shit. It's really terrible. Please get on board with unique identifiers. I would love to create unique identifiers for Nintendo games and then just have a lookup table that everyone could use. They're like, oh, okay. that, that's uh Johnny, let's go into A102. stamps. There are stamp catalogs that give just a random number, made up number to every single stamp that's ever been made. Yeah. And each catalog has their own numbering systems. So oh. we just need to find the crazy dedicated person who knows about every single variant of every single game who yeah. can give that ID number to all of them. And then we'll all say like, Oh, that's a Johnny one, two, eight, four, six. Yeah. But let's try huh? to keep it to five digits or less because that's easier. Well, there's more than a hundred thousand games when you include well, all the stupid variants and yes, reasons. Probably but you can use alpha and numeric in that in that code. We'll see. So, and then well, you'll probably to... start like this. This is, this is like PS four fifty five, the four hundred fifty five one in the PlayStation ID. Yeah. So, or maybe six digits would be required. But yeah, like you could keep it like that. You know, PS one, you know, or like PS, and then keep an alpha available for the first digit. But this this sounds like a plan. 
This is what uh, we're going to start doing, everyone. We need yeah. to give an ID number to Look, every variant of every game. I would f***ing love that. I, you don't understand. Like, this is a personal thing with me because I make and maintain lists at work, too. Like, our factory names don't all have the same name in every system, which sounds bonkers and crazy to anyone who just heard that. But it's true just because people, uh, tribal knowledge of, like, colloquialisms call it something different. It's just how people are. So I've had to go in and make like a master list of like, here's everything I've ever heard all of these like 200 factories called ever. And now here's the actual name. And then here's a unique identifier so I can map it to different systems. That's a true thing I've done. And like when I came in and they hadn't done that, I thought they were insane. I was like, what is going on? Why haven't you guys done this? You don't have unique identifiers. You have open text fields. What are you guys doing? So people were typing in factory names too and like, POs and they're just allowed to type whatever they wanted. So some people would put a comma and some people wouldn't. And then madness. Anyways, uh, that's a does account. What about Pac-Man Anniversary? Pac Pac-Man World on the PlayStation is just Pac-Man World, but the greatest hit is Pac-Man World 20th Anniversary. Different games? <laughs> I don't know what's the SLUS number. I don't know. I haven't looked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying this. Uh, so. Because there are weird things like um, Mega Man 8 Collector's Edition and Mega Man 8 have the same SLUS number, but Ridge Racer and Ridge Racer Greatest Hits have different SLUS numbers. So if you're collecting based on the official ID numbers, your set is still going to be super weird. And yep. I hate it. Yep. And Danger Boy does a nice job of pointing that out, that it's got this Ridge Racer has a different SLSUS number. Oh, someone might have sent him an email July 11th, 2017, who went through every single game on his website. And I'm like, you say there's 1,284 games, but I only counted 1,283. Here's a few games I think you might be talking about, but then I did some research and I don't think you're talking about them. I, I spent like eight hours trying to figure out what the missing game was for my personal list before I gave up and emailed him and he emailed me back in like an hour and he's like, oh, you should have just asked me, an idiot. Was it Ridge Racer? <laughs> yeah. He's oh. like, yeah, I'll add a note on that to the website so people oh, don't go crazy hey, like you just did. You you did a, you did the world of service, Tyler, because you are a responsible human being. So yeah, I, I told him, I'm like, I have this list of like the spine label names. If you just want to like add a column to your thing that you can put the spine label names. I told him, I'll send it to you. Ooh. And I That's also- some good info, Johnny. Yep. Just so you can parse it if you aren't like exactly correct. Because sometimes alphabetically they don't line up like that f***ing Namco Tekken thing. And that pisses me off so much that those Tekkens aren't all sitting together. Like it, it hurts me a lot. It's like Castlevania and Super Castlevania, like Castlevania uh, Dracula X versus Super Castlevania. The Castlevanias don't get to sit next to each other in the Super Nintendo library. And that makes me sad because if you were just oh, normal, dude, you Zelda just doesn't put... even sit next to I Zelda 2. I know it f***ing hurts. <laughs> it, uh. So that, that's like if you're talking about like lists and all the things that can go wrong, making lists and managing data is a big job is kind of my point. And it requires more thought, time, and effort than most people are putting in, which is why I think it should be a crowdsourced movement to kind of, I mean, that, that comes Ooh, with the double edge. That, well, that comes, it, it comes with a uh, heavy caveats there because I think you need the outpouring of people initially. Not everyone, like people, sh a lot, everyone should be able to submit, but not everyone gets to edit and create because you can't possibly find and know everything yourself. Okay. I mean, that is true, um, but... I think we've tried the crowdsource method. I know, I know 
there might be editors and stuff like RF generation. I'm pretty sure you can submit, but then someone has to approve. But there's still it's such a weird, inconsistent list. I I I always shit on RF generation. It's because I used the website for like a decade, so oh, I'm very terrible. familiar with it. That's yeah. why I always bring up RF generation. It's been a great resource for me. But um, if you have a non-expert editing an entire website of all video games ever, then they can only do you know a reasonable job at it which is why we're in the situation we are today which is why i think we need the weirdo hardcore people who are just like i'm gonna document every xbox game and i'm gonna make the johnny list and each one's gonna have a unique id number and i'm gonna publish my list and you know you could you could feel free to show me an xbox game that i don't have but i'm the xbox guy and everyone should only trust me um, oh yeah which it's, i'm not saying that's me i'm saying that's well, super that's, nintender that's yeah <laughs> but, well it's just creating a single source of truth right so everyone and then if everyone is wrong at least everybody is wrong coming from the same source and you can identify it and fix it more easily which yes. is the other thing so and we kind of talked about that how lists lists are a mishmash coming from uh you know non-experts non-game collectors like some of these games apps you use aren't even made by game collectors they're just used by people who strip data out of wikipedia also stop using wikipedia like i mean they <laughs> wikipedia has a time and a place for things and i'm not saying i've never used it for video game and very specific to video game information but as far as like its list you can't just go download the wikipedia list most times and get the correct information like, if you can get it wrong for Virtual Boy and all 14 or whatever of its games, you can get it wrong for everything. Hold, uh, the, hold on. I'm looking to bring up the list of NES games on Wikipedia because there was a funny thing. Um, in its lifespan, 677 of these games are released in North America, plus two championship cartridges. In the very next paragraph, there are a total of 715 games, 678 of which were released in North America, along oh, with two gross. championship games. It's wrong. Ooh. A paragraph away from each other is a different number. And that's why you shouldn't trust it. Also, big shout out to, uh, what was the app I'm using? Retro Game Collector. It has uh, Nintendo Campus Challenge, which Wikipedia doesn't, because it says there are only two championship games. Unless it's it's counting the gold? Yeah, the gold and the gray. Oh, no, it is. So it's just not distinguishing between gold and gray Nintendo World Championships. All right. All right. Which it should. So, guys, we've talked about a lot about like, lists are wrong. Do you have any other? I mean, we didn't get into, like, capitalizations and shit that crazy people do. Um, do you, you guys have any more you want to say on that? Or do you want, does anyone have any recommendations for things that should be in a list if you're thinking of making one? Cause I have some general fields I can tell you that should be in there. Uh, I, I'll, I could tell you my list is, uh, does it count for the quote unquote set? So that way I could just include variants and just have one big list. So, Cause that's easy. I have uh, the condition, whether it's card only or complete the title, an approximate price, uh, variant slash notes. Uh, this is one thing that gets me. Um, so, uh, Indiana Jones and the last crusade. A lot of people will put that as Indiana Jones and the last crusade and then colon like Taito or colon Ubisoft. I don't like putting kind of like the extraneous name in the game title. Just put that in a separate field. I like the title to just be nice and clean. The actual title of the game. See, but that see, that that's not right. I disagree. Like you should Ooh, just okay. have both of them. You should have like what the actual printed title is and what what the preferred title is. That would be a better move. <laughs> well, you just have too much info. But like, no, that's title is not part of the game title. But, uh, but like Disney, like where they definitely include it in part of the thing. Like most people say Marvel's Marvel versus Capcom, but no one says like Marvel's Fantastic Four 
on the PlayStation, but it definitely has the Marvel emblem right there, and it's got it on a bunch of games. Like, uh, uh, what's it? Uh, Children of the Atom? Like, X-Men Children of the Atom is Marvel's. So, like, are you serious? Like, I do this in my Famicom. Do you list multiple titles for different games? I do, yeah, in different columns. Like, if it... Oh my God. Like, That's I have... nuts. Well, look, I have... So, it, if... If we're talking ideal state, right? This is ideal, and I don't think we're ever going to get there. You should have the title that's on the spine. You should have the title that's on the cover. You should have a a column that's a preferred name, and then you should have uh, basically a unique identifier for it. And then then down on the next row, if there's variants of that, it should should be that same stuff, and then there should be columns additionally that, uh, is this a variant? You know, like... Variant, yes or no, uh, you know, yeah. print first, second, like if it's known, it may, not all of them are going to be known if you know that. So like Castlevania would have like 10 entries because it'd be like Castlevania first print, Castlevania second print, you know, and that's where you use that unique identifier. It's like, you know, you, you have enough data that when you put it into a database, you use the filters to create the proper list, not that, that you're looking for. Uh, not just look at the list as a whole piece of uh, information. And hopefully, that's the other thing. What you want is a list that is not your front end, which is a big problem, right? That everyone just uses this list as the front end. What you really want is something to visual, like to vi- that visually pulls the list for you and then you know creates the list based on your filter sets because all the information is overwhelming. It sounds like you you're basically putting all the information that I would want in my big printed catalog that I'm going to buy every 10 years. Yeah. Um, Because I don't care about like what's on the spine label. What I'm going to go to City Crisis on PlayStation spine blank. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't need that in my personal list. Well, that's important. That's important because if you were in a library, right, if you were like if we're talking library science, right. And you were listing it like you would list it by the, the title that's printed on the spine. It's not. It's not the librarian's fault that that the publisher or the graphic artist was inconsistent with their spine name, right? Because like in books, that's just how you find the name. You find it by the fucking the spine, or if it's you know the Dewey Decimal System, which they created a fucking number, their own system in which to find things. Because names, naming conventions are horrible, and people get it wrong. Like just even the the like list, but like the spine, like. If you find a, a bound copy of the Federalist Papers, it's just going to say the Federalist on the side. It's not going to say the Federalist being a collection of essays on the commentary of the United States written by... That's why you have both. That's why both names are important. Like, and and that's like... So even cataloging at that degree, so like I just said, like, librarians have, like, have it all figured out. They don't, because if you go and look at a library and you find the name on the spine versus what's... In, in the catalog, the virtual or, you know, old school card catalogs, that's you, you have all the same foibles and that's that people come in and they have their opinion on it. And there's no heart, like even in something called library science, which implies a lot of rules, right? They're not always consistent because you have that human element that's affecting it. I just made a bunch of librarians mad. I, I, <laughs> I seriously considered being a librarian. Like when I was doing my teaching credential, I was like, should I be that or should I just go for my degree in library science and then hope to be an archivist someday? There are. So there's I'm on ISBN DB and it has 23.6 million books listed. Yeah. ISBNs are. I'm great. so mad that our hobby is just a nightmare. 
Well, it's it's just infancy, right? It's just like they they hadn't thought of all this stuff, like books and stamps. All this stuff has been around so much longer, and it's going to just take a concerted effort uh, for people to come and do this. I don't know how comic books are listed other than like titles, because comic books. Can you imagine like all the problems those people have, like where they start and stop runs and then start renaming them? Like, oh, this is this is X Men. Now it's uh, this X Men, but we're keeping the name, the numbering. Uh, you know. Astonishing X-Men. Oh, now let's change it back. What? I mean, I I can find that stuff, though. I mean, it's a nightmare. That's just the nightmare of the hobby. But it's so well documented that if I knew what I was looking for, I'd be able to find it. There's so many variants that just don't exist out in the game world. And uh, I'm trying to think. Um, what's the name of it? The f- uh, Photo Journal Guide to Comic Books. Is that yeah. the... Was that like an important book? I don't know enough about comic books, but it, was that like a book that's like, hey, guys, I took a picture of every comic book because, hey, no one has ever done this before. So here it all is. We need someone like whoever made that book. We need that person to come to video games. And I don't know, Stefan, you know about the game preservation folks. Are they even on the same wavelength as us that are trying to get this kind of variant info? Mm, they don't really give a f- about your retail games. Like, like what are you I, talking about don't they have like giant archives of games and magazines and all that so dope? yeah yeah so the I, and i'm sure i'm sure going from archivist to archivist they'll give you a different answer for this but um there is a as far as the retail games and preservation of retail information uh there's a a strong feeling that we the collecting public are doing a good enough job, right? Are doing are doing that, right? So <laughs> that not. so that the thing preserving the actual history of how things were made uh, is much more important than than documenting a random variant, right? Like okay, they're like they I know they're all about like prototypes and versions and stuff of games that no one ever cared about. I'd rather have like someone publish a book that lists like the seven variants of Castlevania. They're concerned with the um, the narrative more than of the narrative of the hobby, the narrative of the industry, more than they're concerned with the actual artifact. All right, Frank Cifaldi, you're dead to me. Well, they also may not care about the the variant of the packaging as long as the ROM set is the same. Right. There's that. Right. Sure. So. And there, there are a bunch of people who care about like chipset variants. They're like, there, there's like a weird ROM preservationist groups that are downloading like every ROMs they can get, and hoping things get dumped. And they are like, oh, this one has a different ROM set, and they're like listing that out. Oh, this is the dash one or whatever. Um, how, however, those are parsed, and they are making lists of that. But none of these people are all talking to each other because wouldn't it be great if we knew like. Also, what ROM chip like came in our cartridges? Like, oh yeah. I feel you're... like that's even that might be an easier uh, thing to do, even because you could just take a ROM and it's like, well, this one's different than the last one. But with uh, going back to Xbox, just because that's what I've spent most of my time on, you're literally just staring at like, let's look at every copy of Alias that ever comes across eBay, because eBay is basically the resource where you do this, and let's see if I could just spot something that looks different. Yep. Because there's no computer that's going to tell me like, oh, this one. Did you notice that little logo in the corner changed? This is a variant now. This one has a movie ticket. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> like, or the studio changed, but they're still making that, still selling that game. So they have to do a, a new print batch because new studio owns it. They got to get their name on the title. They can't make them think someone else made it. 
So that's this episode uh, just stressed me out, Johnny. Did it? Especially Stefan saying that the the preservationist uh, archivist kind of organizations care more about history and aren't trying to come up with the quote unquote video game catalog. Right. Because why would they? Because that's not that's not what's on fire right now, right? Like they're concerned with preserving what's on fire, which is source code, which is art of you know paper artifacts, things that tell the story of the industry, right? The actual games. Uh, Just I I understand that that's their thing, but where where is this information going to come from as we let the decades slip away? Because as far as I know, the only place to get this information is comparing whatever we happen to have on forums just with collectors or scouring ebay every day which is by far the best place to do this i'm not saying nobody cares i'm just saying that the that it's not pri- it's not priority when there's so much work to be done on the things that are literally rotting away that that's fair i i mean and that's i mean that's how business works too right like you put out the the biggest fire first and then work your way back right um uh, you know, and as far as you were saying, Tyler, like looking at eBay is the way to do it. And that's the way like I did with the Sega list and stuff. But do you know what would be better is if you could reliably look at Instagram. But do you know why you can't use Instagram as a resource for it all the way? Because names of games are too complicated. And if I just type in Beauty and the Beast, I can't find yeah. the games. So it would be super nice if there was a way to like sort by like four tags that might be on a game. Well, Also, Instagram relies a hundred percent on hashtags like it won't really allow you to to search for things that aren't that's well that's what i'm saying but if you had a multi-hashtag filter like i if i could say i want to search for beauty and the hashtag beauty and the beast hashtag ness then then i'll get returns for beauty and the beast nes right yeah versus if i just type like the my only recourse is type in beauty and the beast and i'm never going to find anything yeah, I'd much rather honestly have it be a system like eBay does where it's just like, I can put in like, I want to search for this, but I don't want this and this and this and this and this. Yeah, minuses. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what both. Why couldn't there just be both? Yeah. Because Instagram doesn't want you using their platform for research and analytics. I, bullshit. <laughs> they sell all that information. It's Facebook. Do you know how much information they're selling? Well, yeah, they'll sell it to you, but they don't want you to just be able to search for what you want. Yeah, well, because it's a it's an app that's supposed to be designed to get you to post more pictures of shit. Not, not you're not supposed to be using that learning. information yourself. Yeah. That's for us to use. You can't learn things here. Get out of here. And for anyone who is just like Beauty and the Beast isn't a NES game, it, it is in the PAL territories, guys. So just relax. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure all of our audience was worried about that. That's uh, the one thing they were. I, I about. mean. You guys don't get like angry messages when you say something wrong. They're like, that's not a real thing. I, I get those all the time. And yes, it's called the Nintendo Entertainment System. That's the other thing, right? Like, because you don't list what territory, that's another column back to like what I was saying should be in there is like what territory the game is. And then like Super Famicom or Famicom games wouldn't be listed with NES games. It'd be under its own thing. But Nintendo games like Nintendo Entertainment System games that are from PAL territories would be listed and then have to be marked as PAL. Because that's a Nintendo Entertainment System. Not the European Nintendo Entertainment System. It's just a Nintendo Entertainment System. I hate all of this. No, I just got I got real sad. I need to go to Pirates of Dark Water on Facebook now. <laughs> hey, nice call out. Because I just started thinking about like uh, like the SNES Central guy. Um, he apparently has pictures of every SNES prototype that's been on eBay in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. And it's just something that he intends to keep going. 
and he's like one dude and maybe there are people out there with secret spreadsheets we all have secret spreadsheets but if he basically dies like there might just be no one publicly doing that anymore and i'm stressed out that all that info that's on ebay because ebay we can't search back more than a few months is just gonna be gone yep who's who's making the video game catalog no. go someone go sounds like you look at a stamp catalog no i'm not smart enough to do it. i don't have enough video games i don't have enough knowledge you have enough video games to you start i really <laughs> definitely do i don't yeah you, you know get, vgdb Collect, needs to do it he's he's he, got a lot of video games and he, a lot of knowledge and he's very particular he has he is trying like one of the things he does is like try to build a good resource for people to use it cares about all the stupid we just talked about but That's even what the he, DB part means. Yeah, but even he needs, uh, you know, input well, and resources. The part yeah, means. database. Yeah, video game database. There, you got it. But like we, just real quick, because I got on that Beauty and the Beast tangent, and that's a, a point I forgot to bring up. I want to stress everybody out because, like, Beauty and the Beast might be a game, and that would just be like pal. But you would have to list out like which pal it was because it could be released in like uh, the UK, but not released in Germany. And then let, let the Europeans worry about that. We no, don't care because it's still like 35 pal games. We're going to get those. Forget everything else. No, because they're all <laughs> still like, that's the thing. It, it, like it, the region has to be called out in the data set because that is a Nintendo entertainment, like super Nintendo entertainment system. I would have to know because I'm like, Oh, uh, street racer. Okay. Street racer, pal. Uh, okay. It's the same. It's the same name. It didn't change, but then games like that's the other thing why you need the preferred name column because games where the name slightly changes between regions, you have to know that, right? Like, um, what is it? Illusion of Gaia versus illusion of time. Mm -hmm. Like, think about that. Like you, you would need to know that that's technically the same game, but it's, uh, you know, it has this preferred name. Here's what we call it. And then, then you get into the whole philosophical argument of who gets to decide the preferred name. And that's a whole other can of worms. And then it's how different can it be and still be the same game? Because there are games that came uh, out like, a couple years later in other regions and then they were kind of yeah. different. Yeah, like Contra and Probotector. Yeah. Like, what is yeah. that? That's I don't think anyone would call that. this. Uh, it's not know. the same game. That I don't is know. Not the I'm same flooding game to over me. my words because it's so confusing. That is not the same game to me. Different sprites it's like basically does yeah. the same thing, but it's not. It's like, different sprites. Once you actually yeah. edit code, that's not the same game. But I mean, every all of them have edited code if they change just the title screen. That's so. fair. Yeah, that's uh, so. All right, I, I think we can be done talking about this. I think Tower's gonna fucking pop if I throw any more caveats at him. <laughs> Stefan, go update your list to say Batman the video game. It's not just called Batman. It's Batman the video game. Yes, guys. Come I on. agree. I'm sorry I made you sad telling you that historians don't care about random variants. Yeah, it's step- not just that. Like it's it's the combination of everything. Like me thinking about all this data. I, I do this a lot when I think about lists. Um, uh, one of the worst parts is that I think maybe 15 years ago now, Nintendo put out the quote unquote official lists of what they thought were their basically full release lists on like NES, SNES, and 64 GameCube, and every single one of them was like entirely wrong. Like not even close. Uh, there were missing games. There were extra games that aren't real, and the titles weren't even correct. So, like Quake on N sixty four was called Quake sixty four, and that game was never called Quake sixty four. Uh, and like Kobe Bryant was missing, his name was like missing from the Kobe Bryant games. Just yeah, even Nintendo doesn't know what is in their archives. So this information isn't hidden from us. It is just kind of gone. And that's why people need to 
take data management seriously. It's a, it's a big issue. So yeah, yeah there's like, the video game history foundation. Isn't taking it seriously guys. We're it. The thousand people who listen to this show. We're the, the survivors on the wasteland. Hey, here. Tyler, you do know that the video game history foundation is also two people, right? Whatever. Just the FYI. One person probably started Man, Scott's if they, stamp catalog. If they joined forces no, with us, know, they would he's, have he's like, like twice as many like, people. You're like, oh, what if this one guy dies and then nobody's doing it? Why don't these other big... Well, no, because like the Video Game History Foundation, they have like real estate, right? There's, an, there's a physical archive there. Yes, there is. Okay. Because like the, there are guys making like secret spreadsheets and occasionally sharing their information, but like, you know, they're going to die and no one's going to go through their files to find their secret also, spreadsheets. Also, secret spreadsheets are bullshit. Talk about, tell us what your lists are and show it. Well, so that's the, how do we fix that? Because a I, lot of people don't want to share their secret spreadsheets until they know everything, which might not be for years or decades. I, I think you just put up a list and say it's a, a living and evolving list, you know, and let like that's what I'm saying. You got to have like one person who's kind of in control, but like just let everyone view the things that are being suggested like I don't like private DMs for that kind of stuff. I like to see it openly in a thread. I think expert game collectors need to publish books. I'm just saying it. forums are bullshit. We lost Nintendo age. Like I've, we've, I, I agree. I, they should be published to a better place that like, yeah. you know, every, like all that, like I have most of the list from Nintendo age because I downloaded all of them onto uh, a Google drive just to have it. Like, and I have a Google sheet with all the Nintendo titles that they had just so I could have lists at my, at my, my hands if I wanted it without filtering and stuff. But and it, not it, like it's, there's, it. there's some of these, there's so many of these books that are just like, here's the Wikipedia list of games. And I put a blurb on each of those are, those are stupid. So bad. I'm talking about like, like kind of like the Wada black box level, that one article that we raved over. And then there were never any follow-up articles yet. Yep. People need to publish books of that caliber. They do, but uh, but the problem is, like, not all the information is there, or they're they're not trained. Like, being trained in data management is a very specific skill. It's not it, it's people put too much of their own stuff into it, and like even you and I have our our preferences, and that, so it, and that's why it also needs to be like more than one like a collective kind of needs to decide. So so you like weed out those personal biases and those weird things then like i'll just throw one last like list problem in here before we close um another problem with lists that i see a lot of times is people don't list like weird double packs or variants or they're only listing every game that was ever available to play on a game so they don't care if yeah if there was like they don't care that Super Mario Duck Hunt is a game. They're like, you can play Super Mario, and then there's Duck Hunt. So their list counts like that. And they're like, oh, Super Mario Duck Hunt? We already have both of those, so throw this game out. So that, that's like a problem I see in lists, too. So one more thing. Yep, I do that a lot. <laughs> yep, stop doing that. I do not care about the PlayStation 1 Collector's Edition packs. There's probably dozens of those, but right? But if you don't care, no, who's there's gonna 11 care, of them. Tyler? There's 11 uh, of them. Nine of them are three packs, and two of them are two packs. I need someone to care so I can look it up and know they exist and decide I don't want them, Stefan. <laughs> like, we didn't even me. get into all the columns. I think like, you started to sound like you might die, so I just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> it's too many, too many columns. You, you had three columns for game title. That is, that's half the number of columns I have total. That, see, and that's wrong. You got to have PAL, like, pri like unique identifiers. That's, it's super important. 
I just I just put more lists. So no. I have separate lists for no, NES unlicensed no, no, no. NES. No, no, no. Licensed See, NES. And that's Pal, what people do. And that's wrong. That's wrong headed thinking. You make one good list, then then you use the filters to create and pull that. You have to think of it as you're creating a database. Like Think well, you're literally database. creating a database. Yes. I just have spreadsheets. Well, that's what I'm saying. Spreadsheets you, are not a database. But spreadsheets are a database. All a database is is a series of tables with a with a lookup interface. I don't have a lookup interface. Or it's, you could. It, yeah, I do, but it's complicated and I don't want to learn it. You could learn basic Python scripting. You could do it. You I know basic Python it. scripting. I don't want to have to You like, know basic make Python script. scripting and you're making this without f***ing tables? <laughs> God damn, Just go eat me... your bran flakes and all bran and, oh and crackling oats and get out of here. In like 2012, I was making a, a like an actual database and I'm like, no, this is garbage. I just want to be able to enter something with one click. That's the problem. See, because it, it's not easy and it's a lot of work and people discount. They're like, 700 games, how hard could it be? And then you're like, well, it's not really 700 games. Let's get into it. It's like 700 games you could play, but if you want the whole thing, and we didn't even cover when lists like don't take into account uh, licensed versus unlicensed when they call them out and when they don't. I so, mean, I, yeah, we had a nice talk about lists, and I hope, I like, I, I hope you didn't like take away from this like these are all the things I got to go fix. I just wanted this to be more of a thought lists exercise. Lists are bad. I'm not going to use them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> information. Get out of here. Burn them all. So go burn collect. The books. Get it? See what I did? Um. No, just like that. It was more of a thought-provoking episode. So you could think why all these lists are crazy. And when you're mad about someone's list being dog shit, there's reasons. And we just listed a lot of them. And it, it's harder than people think it is. Uh, I just want to throw one more thing out there to okay. uh, motivate uh, one of the super collectors with all the secret info. Uh, the Mikkel Briefsmarken catalog, the premier stamp catalog of the world, uh, to purchase every volume of it, which is published just about every year, or not every year, but it's updated frequently. It will be over $2,000 because that's how much people are desperate for really accurate stamp info. So publish a $2,000 video game catalog that's really detailed and correct, and crazy collectors will buy it. Well, no, one crazy collector will buy it and then, you know, scan all the pages and then put it on the internet. Right. <laughs> See, because stamp collectors don't know what the internet is, and that's... Yeah. Uh... That's the problem. So when I was looking up video game stamps, I found a lot of stamps in published catalogs that were not updated on the online catalogs. It's this crazy. It's kind of the same thing where it's this crazy like world where information is scattered across all these sources, and you have to piece it together. Well, I, I mean, that's like one of the things we kind of touched on, like with modern gaming and stuff. The internet isn't always like the internet's a good resource, but it doesn't always have all the correct. It can be super misleading and confusing. Like, it can just take you to the wrong stuff. You can just draw a lot of bad conclusions by what's on the internet. Pixar didn't happen. This this whole conversation legitimately made me sadder than the coronavirus conversation. <laughs> well, But that, not quite as sad incorrect. as it John, made Johnny and I when you said Crackle and Oprah was your favorite cereal. Yeah, don't forget to write into the show, guy, or just, just to Johnny specifically. I, I'm going to throw a poll out there. Uh, best cereal. And I'm going to have to put like 12 things in there or it'll be too biased. And we'll see how many votes Crackling Oprah gets. <laughs> how do you guys I'm, feel about Raisin Bran? I like Raisin Bran. It's I can't solid. Eat a, yeah. Close to the worst cereal. I, I can't eat too much Raisin Bran, though. Uh, too much milk gives me stomach cramps. A little lactose intolerant. So you don't like 
Raisin Bran is the, the closest to the cereal, and but Bran it's Bran with raisins, not? and raisins are like the worst. Okay, so you don't uh, like ra- the problem is you don't like raisins. If we could just extract, I could do ra- some raisins on their own. It's just not a thing you'd mix with Bran. Oh it's, my god. Bran just breaks apart instantly in your You're mouth. You're spicing up the raisins how, with Bran. <laughs> how, uh, how could you not like this? Raisins are so close to prunes. Like, you as an old <laughs> Which man. Which is what good. you are. I like prunes. You like, of course you like prunes. You know what <laughs> you I would love? Some regular. prune bran. If I could get some prunes in my bran flakes, that would be ideal. I don't know why that was like Southern boys. I'm you know, maybe just boys. like some... Uh, just regular bran flakes with like three prunes on top. That would be better than. Raisin I would bran. like that. That's exactly what I need. Hold on, I'm rewinding my watch to remind myself later that I would like to put some prunes on this bran. Um, I'm sorry to drag out this topic. Have you seen in the cereal aisle the Trolls World Tour boxes? Yes. That look exactly like Drop Mix. Yes, I have. Oh, I just want to make sure someone else in the world has noticed that. You know, okay. if, if Drop Mix still existed, uh, it would definitely, that'd be a special card in, the, in that troll cereal. Yep. Man, I miss weird tie-ins like that. And everyone, you can be like, ah, oh, why did I talk so much about cereal? But remember when there was that whole stupid cereal craze because of the amiibo on the cereal box? There's very Johnny, remember when we did an episode on Odyssey 2? People care about, everyone can relate to cereal. Like 0.1% of our audience relates to Odyssey 2. Yeah. Fair. People are like, oh, I wonder if we, we're going to give Serial Time any kind of bump uh, at all in listeners, if people are... I hope so. <laughs> I want to give that guy all of the viewers. Well, he should give us the viewers. He'd be like, hey, check he out does. the Collector's Quest podcast where they talked about Serial, including one of my favorites, Cracklin' Oat Brand. I want everyone to know about him. You know what? I'm just going to message him. Get, uh, <laughs> can you please tell me where you rank Cracklin' Oat Brand in your favorite <laughs> cereals? And then he'll probably, because he's too informed, we'll probably go, well, it depends what type of cereal we're talking about. Are we talking against other brand flakes? Or are we right. talking Three about hours later, you'll, fruity <laughs> cereal? you'll have your answer. Well, in terms of the modern, like the 1950s Kellogg brands, Cracklin' Oat Brand. <laughs> well, no, the problem with Cracklin' Oat Brand is they have changed recipes. So are we talking original <laughs> recipe or the current recipe? They started making this one with oat flour compared to wheat flour, and now it's got a little different taste to it. This is yeah, like a real think, thing that cereal people talk about. You think the cereal historians are archiving all the uh, variant boxes, they Tyler? Are. No, they're, they're not. They are. Uh, Actually, 20 they seconds into the Cracklin' Oat Brand review on Serial Time TV, he says, it's been a favorite of mine for a very long time. Oh, man. Oh. Damn it. Oh, Betrayed. Oh. <laughs> this f***ing betrayal. Top comment, it's like eating an angel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I love, like, I'm I'm happy to be wrong on this. I'm happy to take the hard stance and be wrong on this and never change my mind. Yeah, we we cannot back down. Johnny, we can't. Oh, I won't. I'm going to go buy some Cracklin' Oat Brand just to see. Like, that should be, Stefan, you want to make a super pack with me Go to go buy uh, in the next two weeks, like one of these times you're allowed out of your house. Uh, go buy some Crackling Oat Brand and see if it's good. Yeah. Well, no, we should do a follow-up to our uh, Smashing Atari games with a hammer video. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Lighting Brand Flakes on fire. <laughs> I'm sure they don't burn. All right. Guys, are we ready to move evil. on? Yes. I, I guess so. Okay. I guess it's come to the end. All right. So let's move on to the other part of the show, and let's talk about um, if we played anything or bought anything. 
actually, before we even do this, I want to like set the record straight on some stuff because uh, I keep getting messages like, oh man, what are you playing? Or can you do this now that you've got so much time? Guys, and I'm going to speak for all three of us and you can tell me if you're wrong. The the virus outbreak and the shelter at home thing did not create more time for me. It created less. I'm not sitting around lounging. This is like, and look, there's everyone who's very sick and people have died and lost jobs. There's a lot of things worse than what's happening to me, but it, I can work effectively from home uh, by the nature of the type of job I do. So my work is like, please tell us information as quickly as we need it. So I'm inundated with having to do and get more information. And then also I suddenly don't have daycare and my wife works nights. So I'm watching a toddler. So I didn't gain any more time. Uh, Stefan, you want to talk about if you gain some time? No, no. So two things. Um, while Johnny can effectively work from home, uh, I cannot. Uh, there is only one of me, and I have a four-year-old. So I am constantly like, "Oh, I'm a conf- I'm on a conference call and building a block castle at the same time." Um, so there's a lot of that. So my my workday is also split evenly with uh, or simultaneously with uh, active childcare, um, and then also I think. So I have a history of working from home. I was a 100% work from home employee for three years at a, at a tech company in New Zealand. Um, the majority of my coworkers don't have necessarily have that skill set or at least that, that inundation of skill set. So um, this is a lot, this is creating a lot of, and Johnny, maybe you're seeing this in your workplace too, a lot of over communication because people are like terrified not to be connected by the hip a hundred percent of the time. Um, and so things that would normally be an email now have to be a conference call or else people will freak out. Like I'm, I'm seeing a lot more like people needing to talk to each other all the time about something rather than like that sort of low level trust that you would just have that people know how to do their jobs throughout the day, uh, in an office environment that's been, uh, weakened a little bit in the environment that I'm seeing. So I've um, experienced some of that. Yeah. So, um, and then also just like. I am trying to like, rather than being home and like my downtime being like, oh, I'm gonna like watch TV or whatever. Like I feel this like strong obligation to fill my time with doing something. Like my house has never been so clean. I'm fixing all my pinball machines. Like any little like spare, what would normally be my spare time where I just sit around and like zone out or whatever. um, I'm not really doing that. Like I'm trying to be as productive as I can. It's almost like a nesting instinct um, where I'm, I'm trying to be as productive as I can. Right. So I'm not so I'm not just sitting around. Tyler, uh you you don't work for any place that would care about working from home, right? Like you don't Yeah. Like this should be totally Everything easy is for still you. awful for me. Also just not being not leaving the house every day and then coming back cuz usually I come back from work and then it's like, well, I'm back from work so it's time to not work anymore. But now I'm I'm probably going to end this podcast. It's past midnight right now. I'm probably going to go send some emails. And I'm achy because I don't have my $1,000 nice office chair. I'm just kind of sitting on the couch and in bed and in my less comfortable uh, Costco office chair. I don't like it, Johnny. Also, I support mobile and remote access for Jabber, which is the thing that lets Jabber lets Jabber users work from home. And it's been a little less crazy, but things, uh, things are on fire. And it, I have so much work, it's coming out of my eyeballs. Right. So, And that was kind of my point. Like, Stefan, even if, if, if he didn't, is still a single parent at home right now with a child. Uh, he's got a four-year-old. I have a 15-month-old, and uh, 
am also trying to work from home with and basically single parenting half the time because my wife has to work and she's a nurse. So this is not like she's not like working eight hours. She's working 12 hour shifts and they're bumping up her shifts and all that. It's crazy, too. So for all the people who were asking, like, why we aren't doing more. And we've had like an astonishing amount of content, really, uh, for our normal cadence. Um, but I, I had some people like ask if I if I could be doing more, put more content out. And I'm glad people are thirsty and hungry for it and want to listen to us and need stuff to listen to. But um, yeah, guys, so this it, it is a it's a struggle over on this end. The the other day when you said like two two days ago when you hit our internal channel saying like hey when we're we recording like my first instinct was didn't we just record yeah <laughs> like like yeah. it hasn't been a month why are we talking to each other <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> leave me alone Stephen, this show used to come out every week regularly hell it didn't or high used water to be two hours every show but... no hell or high water I made sure it came out even if I was by myself yeah. glad we're not doing that anymore hey um. <laughs> What episode are we on? Is this going to be 141? Yep. Wow. Okay. Um, hmm. I'm just trying to decide, like, figure out now, Tyler, have you been on more episodes than you weren't on? Like, definitely you have time-wise. Like, you have exceeded the amount of time Kat did, and maybe even Stefan has by, like, length of episode. But you might actually oh, yeah. have our by count now. Oh, yeah, definitely, because I was, like, episode 80 or something. Oh, well, no, it's so, not definitely then. No, I but think, she wasn't no, on were, every episode, so. Well, I think you were on, like, episode 70, and, like, she really started on episode 5, which is kind of, like, a weird numbering issue yeah. I have, which kills me. Um, <laughs> oh, you mean 5 slash 9. 5 slash 1, 1 slash 5. Yeah, oh. it, it's a it's a dumb thing. I, I Look, I don't love it, but now I, it's, like, it's too much to go back, and no one should listen to those first episodes anyways. They're dog Actually, they're good, good information and bad audio. Sorry, guys. It's good. It's good to go back and, and see how bad we used to be. That's why it's fun to keep up old video or go through like someone's YouTube channel and look at their terrible first videos. I do do that and I enjoy it. Um, yeah. But also, like I, I was asked if we would revisit some of those topics. And yeah, we will like that oh, Star Wars games. Yeah, I want to. But I mean, in general, like some of the hey, we did like a Game Boy episode. Could we go talk about that? Could you talk about some of the old like what would be a so you want to collect for episode there they're kind of asking yeah. for those for us to like now that we have a like a more refined formula for how we do those and like more defined you know uh throughput for the show unless we get off on serial you know they want us to kind of go revisit some of that stuff and I, i'm not opposed just so people know that that's our answer yeah we should do that so all right uh now uh out of all of that digressing tyler have you bought anything or have you played anything? Uh, I've not bought anything that has arrived yet. Uh, I'm still on my vacation gaff, but I did buy a couple things. in the. I bought five things in the past three days, so I will have something to talk about next time. Woo. Um, and then I have been playing. Well, Ada has been playing Animal Crossing almost literally nonstop. We've only had it for about four days but like literally probably 60 hours have been her playing Animal God, Crossing. Damn. Uh, like even at work, she'll just have it on a uh, on a conference call or while she's working and then she goes to compile something and while it's compiling, she just picks up the game and starts playing. It has been crazy. Uh, I've played a little bit of that as well. And then also old school RuneScape, everyone's favorite MMO. But no one is on it better than EverQuest? I don't know. It sure isn't better than City of Heroes. <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, because I haven't bought that much yet. I'm waiting for them lower prices. Yeah, wait for them. Keep waiting. Stefan, what about you? 
buy any blood from a Nintendo employer or any, anyone getting desperate for you? A new pinball uh, yeah. machine? Perhaps I just a whole arcade? I just acquired a four-year-old in my lap, just FYI. Right. Um, so, uh, like... Uh, Hi, Piper. Uh, <laughs> uh, like a month or two ago, I um, ordered an MSX2 from Italy, and that actually arrived yesterday. So that's my big lit it on thing. fire, right? Because it's definitely got a, the coronavirus. I uh, yeah, I did, I did de- definitely disinfect that uh, considerably. Um, God, she is just full of laughing right now. That's fine. Keep going. <laughs> this is hard. Um, I have. Uh, I did buy a few cereal boxes, and that was actually before we uh, <laughs> we uh, got on this uh, cereal time obsession. Um, and so that was the uh, the Nintendo serial system. I got the hologram box, and then just uh, today I won the auction for the not ho- one of the not hologram boxes. So I am. Which I did you a favor that. by not bidding against you on after you got me interested in serial boxes. <laughs> it's not a favor when I go, hey, uh, I'm bidding on this. That's sort of the unspoken rule. When we do that, we don't bid in- against each other. I made Stefan back off of uh, an illusion of Gaia by dibbing it. He did. Um. What else have I bought? Um, I know nothing. it's rare. Oh my god! Just stop there, Stefan. You did it. You only bought like three things. Yeah. Hey, you I win. Did. You didn't spend a thousand dollars on cereal boxes, right? No, I didn't. <laughs> Are you sure, Stefan? Yes. Not. No. Yeah, I, I did not spend that much. Um, sure. Uh, the the other thing that uh, let's see, I didn't. I've been playing a lot of World of Warcraft. I think I mentioned that. But uh, the other thing that I've been uh, taking up my time in the last couple of days was I actually put together my art show at home, uh, and I did put up a video of that. So, you know, people who have been clamoring for the art show um, that was supposed to go off at canceled conventions, um, that uh, I, I went and I put that all up at home and did a fly-through there. Um, this weekend, I think, I'm going to do a live stream um, on probably my my YouTube channel. So go subscribe to that. Um and uh, and then I'm gonna break this down. But uh, right now I'm surrounded in in steel steel mesh walls of uh, covered in framed art. And uh, so, but I, I just I needed some closure for myself, right? Because uh, I you know have spent quite a bit of time, effort, energy, and money on this display. And so it was nice to finally actually get it up and uh, so people could see it. So go check that out. You have um, art blue balls, basically. I do. I did. Right. Yeah. Nice. So I was able to release that. Yeah, you got it up. <laughs> we heard. I Satisfying. Uh, other than that, I've been uh, spending most of my, like I said, my quote-unquote free time fixing up, but basically fiddling with the pinball machines. I've been <laughs> changing them out to LEDs and um, and fixing some of the playfield stuff on, on some of the older machines. Nice. All right. Um, I, I didn't buy much, guys. I bought some Super Nintendo manuals. I just finished that uh, PlayStation set, so I was kind of like kind of throw all my stuff at that and then I, I bought a few super nintendo manuals and box protectors because that's like trying to get everything in these box protectors is a herculean effort people don't appreciate when you just get one at a time or don't have that many games but when you've been collecting forever like pre-box protectors and then suddenly you need several thousand of them you're just like oh boy that's an expense that i want to just spend on video games and not plastic condoms for my games a lot of folding too. And, it is. Uh, it's time consuming. 
So yeah, and I, depending on the ones you get, you also have to peel the film oh, off. That's yeah. that's even worse. You know, the problem with the, the the peel the film ones, like I actually like those box protectors as far as the thickness and the sturdiness the best, but the effort is just so great that I, I won't use them for most of my stuff. So I've never seen one of those and I still don't believe they exist. All box protectors are the same, guys. Nope, they are not. I will show you. They have tabs I use those. that close them. Yeah, I use those thicker ones for my consoles. I think it's worth it to yep. get the consoles. The console plus, it's less an- plus, it's yeah. less annoying to strip off the, the bigger consoles because <laughs> all the flaps are so large. But yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, that's it. Uh, playing, played a little bit more Mystic Bell, almost beat it. And I am, I've been, I stopped playing it because I was like finally like, all right, yeah, I forgot I downloaded Kotor. I'm gonna go play Kotor. By download I mean I threw my original Xbox copy in my Xbox One and it uh, downloaded it so it's a playable game. Which is awesome. It is super awesome. I love that. It makes games have so much more like viability. Like if if the new PlayStation is gonna play PlayStation four games, like finally you're gonna be able to use the same controllers. Like I love that. I love knowing that like everything I bought didn't just take a and I've got to like store seven systems out to, to play games. Love that about the Xbox. Uh, and I heard PlayStation is supposed to do it, but we'll we'll see if they actually follow through or follow through with that. Um, so anyway, I started playing a little Kotor. I just got off Taurus. If you if you know anything about Kotor, uh, I'm trying to be a dark side Jedi, but I find it really difficult. Like I'm like I'm just gonna kill him, and then I, I too. I I I just I feel bad about it. So even me trying to be evil, I'm still neutral like right now neutral almost dark side if i if i can just embrace it a little bit more but i mean even when i'm trying to be like kind of callous i wind up getting light side points i'm like oh, i guess i just wasn't as nice as i could be that and 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 a lot of the like a lot of the tree games are like this too but specifically kotor where the dark side selection almost always means less story right because yeah. it's because and I'm a very story driven person, so for me, what you know, because it's like, oh, tell me about your mom, and then like some neutral answer, and then like, no, I'm just gonna f-ing kill you, and that obviously cuts the story short. It always cuts the story short, so that's why generally the dark side options aren't really appealing to me because, um, because I am such a, a story advocate. Uh, I agree I, with that I, 100%. Go ahead, Tom. I have to be polite and follow the rules even when it's to computer people. So I am always 100% the goodiest good person I could be in those games. Yeah. So like another problem I have with this, and maybe listeners can relate, is there's no nuance. Like when I think of an evil person, I don't think of them as just like, and I just murder you, therefore I am evil. Like I think of more nuanced evil than that. And it seems like all the dark side choices are always just like the most extreme weird thing you can do. You're like, right. oh, Whereas, I kill them and fuck like, their corpse. You're like, why would you actual- go? Why they that extra part? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> actual evil people, like 90% of the world has no idea they're evil. Right. Right. That's the, yeah. yeah. It's like a Disney villain where it's like always like, I'm going to take over the world or I'm going to murder everybody where like a Star Trek antagonist is never like an evil person. They're just either having a disagreement or sees the world in a different way. And I feel like video games don't give you a chance to be the Star Trek antagonist. You're always... You know, the I was going to say the evil Snow White Witch because I don't remember her name. Stefan, what is it? The evil uh, queen. The evil queen. What? She doesn't have a name? Didn't she just have a movie about her? Uh, oh. That's Malef- Maleficent. Maleficent. And, and that is not Snow White. That's Sleeping Beauty, bro. Oh, my God. They're all the same. All right. Thank you. I'll cut that out to make myself seem smarter. <sighs> no, you won't. <laughs> all right. Okay. 
So um, that's that's uh, what I've done. Uh, I also bought a ton of kids' books because I'm super big on reading to JD, and I I hate most kids' books. Like if you have a child and you know what these books look like, even if they're not reading them themselves, they're like, a farm animal tells you the alphabet. I'm like, I'm not into that, guys. I Like Cthulhu tells my kid the alphabet or ABCs and D&D are like my preferred alphabet books. Um, but I buy like a lot of weird spooky Halloween or Christmas themed books with like interesting art. So I, I bought like a ton of those for JD. I'm very big on him having a huge physical book collection. He's got like, I think we've got him up to like 150 books or something. Like you should come over to... and take some of Piper's books, please. God, only if they're see, they got to be cool. It's not just like I, I like. I'll show you a picture of some of the books like that we get for him. Like I just bought H.P. Lovecraft's uh, Dagon for beginning readers for him. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, like I, I get it, like you know, but then I get him some like normal like Halloween themes book, like Bonaparte falls apart and stuff, like things like this that are like, you know, it's. Not necessarily so moralistic. I mean, there's definitely a message in there, but it's like they've gone the extra mile and did something with the story or the art that I found cool. So he's just got a ton. And then, like, we have a bunch of classics, like of C.S. Lewis and The Hobbit and stuff in there. Like, I just, we like buying him books for, like, he'll just have this huge book collection one day. And, like, his his room is Harry Potter themed. We did his nursery at Harry Potter themed. So we stuck hard on, like, books being very important even though he won't ever care about physical books and i'm fine with that but he'll at least have grown up seeing them and like having them read to him like that that's that's the other thing i bought because that's that now we can't buy anything from amazon because it'll take like 42 days to get here anything else guys or let's end it i'm tired let's end it okay tyler where can we find you Uh, nowhere because i haven't been posting anything anywhere please post i'm just tired yeah just (laughs) Um, say hi to people you can find me default gen on Instagram or video game sage or YouTube or maybe sometime soon I'll start posting again. Woo. Stefan. You would think that I have more time because I'm home all the time. I don't, nope. I don't know where that, That's, that misconception every, came from. Everyone's life, like where they've, they're just like, and I'm just doing so much stuff at home. And I'm just like, how, what is this world? I don't have that life. Um, Stefan, tell us where to find you. Uh, YouTube and Instagram and Video Game Sage at Archon1981, A-R-C-H-O-N-1981. You can also find me on Twitter at Art of NP. You can also search for Art of Nintendo Power and you will find me. Um, and actually, if you just Google Nintendo Power Art right now, you'll find me. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, I'm doing it. I'm living the dream. Uh, but uh, but yeah, um, I am most active right now on Twitter just because I'm involving myself so much in my art hobby. Um, but uh, hit me up on any of those and I uh, I will respond. He might respond. He'll probably respond to you. He sure doesn't respond to me. That's true. That is a fact. Yep. Also, if you want to talk about cereal, I will absolutely oh, yeah. respond. He's never been more responsive. When he found out I was on board with cereal, he was like, all right, let's talk and be friends again. <laughs> I always forgive him for whatever my transgressions were. All right. You can find me at Johnny underscore Ayuchi and uh, Johnny on video game Sage. So uh, Johnny underscore Ayuchi, obviously on Instagram. And that's pretty much it. And if you found old, old YouTube videos I've done, that's cool. But just remember that they're old. Um, and if I don't have all the resources and information you need from my videos that are six to 10 years old, you know, or you're complaining about the, the video quality to me, just know that I'm probably just going to tell you to go f- yourself because that <laughs> video is 10 years old and phoned on an iPhone too. And like, if you like, 
if you're looking at this one, that meant I was the only resource and just be happy it's there. Bye.